Welcome to Love's Last Call with Evangelist Carol Ann of Agape Light Ministries. Please open your hearts to hear an anointed message that will encourage and empower you to walk in the love and light of God's Word. Beloved, in part three of the Christ Deception, Lucifer's Most Deadly Lie, we are going to investigate the Christ of Mormonism. In our last segment, we addressed the Christ of Islam, and I had originally considered that we would segue to Chrislam. But because that is an in-depth teaching in itself, I will save that topic for another episode, keeping us on track in our exposing the false Christ that Lucifer has originated in order to gain the worship of the world and to take the place of the one true and only Savior who can ransom the souls of men. Yeshua HaMashiach, Jesus the Messiah. For genuine salvation can only be appropriated through the new birth miracle of regeneration within the sin-deadened spirit of fallen man, through the blood atonement sacrifice of Lord Jesus the Christ, the only begotten Son of God and God himself. Every other Christ that has been counterfeited by Lucifer is really a stand-in for this enemy. For it is he who is being worshipped and exalted in every false way that provides with it a false savior. With the one who has been drawn into this web of deception, having no hope of salvation, but only the dread reality of joining this deceiver in his eternal destination of hell's abode. Which leads us to Mormonism, or as it is officially known, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. One look at the name of this deadly counterfeit reflects the depth of deception that this insidious imitation holds, for they call themselves the Church of Jesus Christ, which by normal standards should surely indicate that they are followers of the Messiah of God, and yet they are anything but. The deception runs even deeper when you read the presented statement of beliefs, some of which are as follows. We believe Jesus is the Son of God, the only begotten Son in the flesh, John 3.16. We accept the prophetic declarations in the Old Testament that refer directly and powerfully to the coming of the Messiah, the Savior of all humankind. We believe that Jesus of Nazareth was and is the fulfillment of those prophecies. We believe the accounts of Jesus' life and ministry recorded in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John in the New Testament to be historical and truthful. For us, the Jesus of history is indeed the Christ of faith, end quote. On the surface, that sounds scripturally correct, and therefore a great number of people, including many who name themselves evangelical Christians, have been seduced into the false belief that Mormonism is genuine Christianity and that Mormons are true followers of Jesus Christ. However, discernment starts to shine its revealing light as the cover of disguise is lifted to expose the deeper beliefs that are held within this deadly counterfeit. Following the two statements of belief I just shared with you that appeared to be in agreement with biblical truth, they continue with, 
While we do not believe the Bible to be inerrant, complete, or the final word of God. And we must stop there, beloved, because anything else that follows, and they do make many other statements that appear to agree with genuine Christianity, is going to be untrustworthy at best and a blatant lie of Satan at worst. The additional facts that we're going to reveal will prove that conclusion to be right on point. Their false prophet, Joseph Smith, under the direction of Satan, masked as the demon angel Moroni, compiled the Book of Mormon, Doctrines and Covenants, and the Pearl of Great Price, which were all intended to correct the errors of the Bible with added new revelations to God's Word. In a commentary written by Ed Decker of Saints Alive Ministry, entitled Mormonism, Christian or Cult, he exposes the deadly fruit of those demonically orchestrated so-called new revelations. Ed, by the way, before he became born again, unto eternal life in Jesus Christ the Lord, was a former and dedicated Mormon. And so we're going to get a true and unbiased critique of this false way by someone who has come to the knowledge of the truth and has been set free from Mormonism's deadly deceptions. Ed has spent the last several decades laying down his life in proclaiming the inerrant word of truth held within the Holy Scriptures in love to the many Mormon people who are still enslaved in this false and deadly counterfeit. He writes, the major heresy of Mormonism is summed up in its central theological axion, which is the doctrine of the law of eternal progression. It is stated as follows, As man is, God once was, and as God is, man may become. Basically, it says that the God of Mormonism was once a man who was born to human parents on another planet grew to manhood, and lived out his life being obedient to the laws and ordinances of the gospel presented by the God of that world. Upon his death and resurrection, he was judged by his God as being worthy of godhood. The Mormon God was raised to his godhood and then sent with many goddess wives to a planet near the great star Kolob, somewhere in our present galaxy. There, this God and his wives began procreating or physically begetting spirit children. We here on this planet are each the offspring of this God and one of his goddesses in this pre-existent Mormon world, as believed by Mormonism. Unbelievable, yes, it is, but even more incomprehensible is the position of Christ in all of this. Mormonism teaches that when their God decided that it was time to populate this earth with his spirit children, the head of all the gods called a great council meeting to decide the method. The Mormon God asked his two eldest sons, Jesus and Lucifer, to both prepare plans for presentation to the council, the end result being that the council chose the plan of Jesus. Lucifer then rebelled and led one-third of the spirit children to revolt against God, and in a great battle was defeated by Christ and two-thirds who were valiant. Lucifer and those who fought with him were cast to the earth without bodies and became the devil and his demons. Those others who were less than valiant became the black race, 
and the very valiant became the white and delightsome race. On the foundation of the cesspool of demonic travesty, Mormonism teaches that if Mormons are faithful, pay their tithing, obey all the laws and ordinances of the Mormon gospel, do their genealogy and go to the temple for secret, sacred rituals for both the living and their dead, they too can become gods and goddesses, as all gods have done before them. To Mormons, Jesus was our elder brother, who pointed the way, but that he isn't the way, as true Christians understand by his word to be eternal truth. Jesus himself proclaimed that, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. John 14.6 To the Mormon, Jesus was the God of the Old Testament. But once he took his physical form, he justified his own spiritual salvation through his works while in the flesh, just as each of us must also do. Mormonism also teaches that Jesus suffered for our sins in the Garden of Gethsemane, providing personal salvation, which means exaltation to Godhood, conditional upon our obedience to the laws and ordinances of the LDS Gospel. His death on the cross provided a general salvation, where all mankind is resurrected to be judged for our own works. He is the LDS Savior only in the sense that his death gives the Mormon the means of returning to the God of this world, using the secret keys, hand grips, and passwords learned only in the Mormon temple and which will ensure safe passage. What I have just shared is just the tip of a dark and dangerous iceberg filled with death for its unsuspecting victims. Proverbs 14.12 says that, there is a way that seems right unto a man, but the end, therefore, are the ways of death. Were the scriptures ever more direct in such a matter? The Mormon people are like those of whom Paul spoke of in Romans 10, 1-2. Brethren, my heart's desire and prayer to God is that they might be saved. For I bear them record that they have a zeal for God, but not according to knowledge. For they, being ignorant of God's righteousness, and going about to establish their own righteousness, have not submitted themselves unto the righteousness of God. In summation, while there is so much more that could be revealed about the deadly cult of Mormonism, the following list is offered as sufficient evidence that Mormonism is most definitely a deadly and false way. 1. In Mormonism, there are many gods. Joseph Smith, in the History of the Church, Volume 6, and pages 308 and 474, writes, In the beginning, the head of the gods called a council of the gods, and they came together and concocted a plan to create the world and the people in it. In all the congregations, when I have preached on the subject of the deity, it has been the plurality of God, end quote. The Bible decrees that there has always been, and will always be, only one true God, as confirmed in Isaiah 43, 10-11, 44, 6-8, 45, 5-6, and 18, 22, Deuteronomy 6, 4, 
32.39 and James 2.19. 2. Mormonism's God was once a man. God himself was once as we are now and is an exalted man. I say, if you were to see him today, you would see him like a man in form, like yourselves in all the person, image, and very form of a man. Joseph Smith in History of the Church, Volume 6 and page 305. The Bible decrees that God has always been God from all eternity to all eternity. He is the creator of man and everything that has been created, as confirmed in Psalm 41, 13, 92, 102, 25-27, and Romans 1, 22-23. 3. Mormonism says that man may become God. Here, then, is eternal life, to know the only wise and true God, and you have got to learn how to be gods yourselves and to be kings and priests to God, the same as all gods have done before you, to inherit the same power, the same glory, and the same exaltation, until you arrive at the station of God. Joseph Smith, History of the Church, Volume 6, page 306. The Bible decrees that the first lie of Satan in the Garden of Eden was that man could become his own god as confirmed in Genesis 3, 1-5, Isaiah 14, 12-15, and Ezekiel 28, 1-10. 4. Mormonism's Jesus and Satan are brothers. The appointment of Jesus to be the Savior of the world was contested by one of the other sons of God, who was Lucifer. This spirit brother of Jesus desperately tried to become the Savior of mankind. As recorded in Mormonism's Milton R. Hunter, The Gospel Through the Ages, page 15. The Bible decrees that the real Jesus is the only begotten Son of God and God Himself. He is the living Word who was with God in the beginning and who is God from eternity past to eternity future. All things were created by Him and for Him. Lucifer, also known as Satan, was and is a created angel, not a son of God. Jesus created all things, and in him the fullness of God dwells. As confirmed in John 1, 1-5, Colossians 1, 15-20, Philippians 2, 5-11, and Hebrews 1, 1-13. And this is where we must pause for today, beloved. As we close, we are reminded of the words of Jesus in Matthew 7:21, where the Savior decrees that not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. What is the will of the Father? John 6:40 answers that question emphatically in the words of Jesus. For this is the will of my Father, that everyone who beholds the Son and believes in Him may have eternal life, and I myself will raise Him up on the last day. Salvation's guarantee is held on the solid foundation of beholding Jesus in truth, as the one who alone is the truth.
nothing added, nothing taken away. And to leave you with a note of confidence, beloved, Jesus also decrees in John ten twenty seven to 28 that my sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me, and I give eternal life to them, and they shall never perish. If the Holy Spirit bears witness within your spirit that you are a child of God, as confirmed in Romans 8.16, rejoice and keep hearing, following, and praising His name forever. If you do not have that witness within your spirit, please run to Him now with genuine repentance and trust in Him and Him alone for your salvation. For to those who have a broken spirit and a contrite heart, he will in no way cast away. And as always, beloved, I bid you his agape. You've been listening to Love's Last Call with Evangelist Carol Ann of Agape Light Ministries. If you have a prayer request, please contact us at Agape Light Ministries. P.O. Box 6313, Chesterfield, Missouri, 63006, or via our website at www.agapelightministries.com. Again, that's www.agapelightministries.com.